A date which will live in infamy. Both of those projects, initiatives, got off the ground because of the Guerrero. The 11 Olympic team members slain in West Germany. The Olympic Games. So geheimt waren die Brüder in Amerika. Von Kauten Schabes hat es getan. Out of the 24 who were killed were Americans who had come to learn in Kevin. I say one million Jewish children who were made to be cut in Whoever heard such beautiful words, it is never too little. It is never too late, and it is never enough. Jewish History Soundbites, bringing alive the world of our glorious past. Here is our host, live from Jerusalem, Jewish historian and tour guide. Welcome, everyone, to Jewish History Soundbites. This is Yehuda Geber with another episode of Jewish History Soundbites, but this is not just another episode. This is a special and unique Purim episode with a very special guest whom I shall introduce momentarily. So in honor of some... Purim joy, entertainment, and just some good Jewish history fun. We're going to have this very nice and exciting, for all the wonderful listeners out there, something a bit different. But before I get into that, I want to mention that in honor of Purim, in this week's Mishpacha magazine, we have a Purim trivia uh, 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 Jewish history column in our For the Record column. So Davi, Safir, and I have prepared some great trivia questions related to the Jewish history which is normally covered in our For the Record column. So you'll want to check it out, and not just check it out, you'll want to try to answer the questions. It will be up on the website, on mishpacha.com, as of Wednesday, February 24th. Go on to the website, fill it out online, and if you get most of them right, you will be entered into a drawing for some great prizes, maybe even some really fantastic prizes, like David Bashevkin's new Top 5 book, or the Kichel Collection book, and uh, I'm kidding. There's some uh, really uh, gonna have some really nice stuff uh, there for the ones who are successful at answering that. So you'll so, want to So, like check I that said, out. in honor of Purim, we've been doing something a little bit different on Jewish history sound bites, a bit lighter, fun Jewish history related, of course. And it's a very special guest to be with Jewish history sound bites tonight. So, wishing a Freilichen Purim to all of the great listeners out there. Thank you and enjoy. Be happy. Have a fun time this Purim season. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome aboard the one and only, the legend, Maish Francesa. Hi, Maish. Welcome to Jewish History Soundbites. Great to have you here, and I thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks, uh, Yehuda. It's an honor to be here. Uh, Obviously, you know, a lot of people uh, come along talk about how, you know, they think they're the show or they're the guy, you know, I've been doing this a long time, you know that. So anytime I can help one of the up and comers, uh, it's, you know, an honor. I was at a wedding a couple of months ago. Uh, I was in Brooklyn and someone, I'm not going to say who, but uh, someone people know, uh, and he knows me and he tells me, you know, I understand you, you know, do some have some time, maybe you should go on, you know, Yehuda Gubba show, because Yehuda Gubba's got a good Jewish history show, you know, you, I, people know I love history, I love Jewish history, 
So, you know, people say, go on Yehuda Gobba show. So here we are. So it's good to be on the show. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Do you want, you know, it's a first time, long time for me also, I got to say. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to take a loyalty oath at this point? We're not going to get into that. Um, you know, once we're here, I think we should just talk. Um, you know, I, I was wondering, I was listening to one of your shows, we talked about uh, the Ish Kodesh. Uh, not the wooden Ish Kodesh, of course, you know, the original Ish Kodesh. Uh, and, I, I, the foot, you know, before we do anything, I need to ask if there was any connection between the Ish Kodesh and the Sri Dayesh, because I know that's something you might know something about. Yeah, for sure. The Sri Dayesh and the Ish Kodesh, they would meet up all the time. They would go every summer, they would go away. They would meet in Shnippeshuk. They would study Pachar Yitzchak together, and then they would have a guitar-led kumzitz by one of the vacationers there, and it was always very exciting. That's that's usually how it happened. All right, I see. Okay, so this is how we're going to do it. Um, okay, so if we want to be serious, I mean, listen, if you want to do the humor, you can mention, you know, if you want to do it right, you would say something like they were listening to Aish, you know, the Rottenberg album, talking about Aisha Torah, but... I mean, if you want to be serious here, I came here to talk Jewish history, not to crack jokes. So who is doing the history, me or you? Are you the historian or am I, I, I the historian? I, I mean, it's your, listen, this is your show. Um, but like I said, I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, I, I think when we talk about doing a show, uh, you know, you want to do the history, but I mean, I could do the show. You know, people people ask me still, even even now, I mean, people come to me, ask me questions about my show, ask me questions about... I'll give you an example. Um, not even related to the show, but I mean, people still ask me. I was at uh, another wedding, and as somebody says, "You got to come over here." Ron Cutler's got a story. Uh, got a question for you. Ron Cutler. Ron Cutler came over to you at a wedding. Um, as I see who the historian is over here, Ron Cutler passed away sixty years ago, more than sixty years ago. <sighs> so it must have been a long ago wedding. You're a lot older than I think you are. Uh, I mean, folks. <sighs> You know, there's another Ravon Cutler, the CEO of Lakewood, Beit Medjugorje. His name is Rabbi Aaron Cutler. I mean, do you, do you have a producer? Do you have anyone who does any research for you? For you? I mean, this is Rav Aaron Cutler, the current CEO. And we were talking about how to plan Purim this year in, you know, with the corona. But, I mean, again, do some research here. I mean, people told me to go on the show, but, oh, oh boy. Um, listen, so like I was saying, Rabbi Kotler comes to me and he's asking me what to do about Purim. Now, I've known Rabbi Kotler a long time. Uh, we've gone skiing together. Not a lot of people know Rabbi Kotler's a big skier. So we've actually gone skiing together. And uh, so we, we, we were talking about how to plan Purim uh, a couple of weeks ago. When, where, when you went skiing, this is like the Jewish celebrity skiing. Who else was there? Um... Listen, I don't talk about people I know. I'm not into the whole name-dropping thing. Um, I don't do the name-dropping. Something I learned from Mordechai and David, a good friend, told me never to get into name-dropping. <laughs> okay. So, so how exactly, let's go back to the basics. We're going back to start. How, do you, how did you get into Jewish history? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's kind of a long story, but uh, years ago, um, I have to meet, I was in Israel, walking around, and I have to meet Rabbi Rakefet, 
you know Rabbi Rakafet, yeah? Uh, sure, I know him. He's uh, someone who I got to speak to. Also, he was the only other time I had a guest on this show, actually, and it was almost as entertaining. So, I mean, to me, Rabbi Rakafet is inspiration because there's not a lot of people that can talk for two or three hours without taking a break. So <laughs> once we got to talking, uh, I was excited to meet with him and talk with him. And, you know, he turned me on to Jewish history, uh, told me a lot of good stories. I told him a lot of good stories. A lot of, the, I mean, I don't like to talk about it, but a lot of the stories that he tells now actually originally came from me. Uh, um, he's great. He's, he's wonderful. A historian, Talmud Chacham. It's nice. Nice that he learned it all from you. Yeah. I mean, listen, when we talk about time, I was, I was somebody told me that the show is called Sound Bites. Uh, you know, it's not a sound bite when the show is like 30, 40 minutes long. Um, I mean, I don't want to tell you how to name your show, but it's a weird name, Soundbites, when the show is a lot longer than Soundbite. That's, that's a very good question. Very good point. Good critique. I got to be honest, and uh, it started off as Soundbites. Way back in the beginning, that was the vision. We wanted to have a Jewish history Soundbites, short and sweet, nothing too long, short attention spans these days. Um, and that was the idea. Of course, I got carried away and very quickly it jumped to 20, 25, 30, 35 minutes, sometimes even longer. But let me tell you like this, you know, sometimes when you start out with a trademark and it becomes your identity, becomes your name, you just stick with it. If someone, let's say, likes drinking Diet Coke, it's still called Coke. It's still called Diet Coke, even though today, as far as I know, and there are secret ingredients there, there's no cocaine in Coca-Cola anymore. That's how it originally was. It used to be cocaine. So why don't they change the name? It's no cocaine. They should change the name. It shouldn't be called Coke anymore. But you still call it Diet Coke, even though there's no cocaine. So I'm allowed to still call it Sound Bites, even though it's no longer Sound Bites. I'm going to retain, uh, justified in retaining the name to the, to the show. I mean, I don't know anything about Diet Coke, but uh, I mean, let's, let's, let's go right to the history. Um, so... Since we're here, I think, number one, we got to talk about what we consider and what you consider a Hall of Fame yeshiva. Uh, I mean, no question, you got Volodzhin's a Hall of Famer. Mir, yeshiva, no question, Hall of Famer. Grodba, Hall of Fame yeshiva. Uh, I don't know what kind of listeners you have. I'm not going to get into the whole why you question. I know it's going to bother people on all sides, so we're not going to touch that one. But let me ask you this. Tells yeshiva, Hall of Fame yeshiva? Tells, 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 let's, let's talk, there's tells goes uh, through a few stages. So tells in Europe had, when it started in the 19th century, it had an amazing lineup. It had Reblazer Gordon, who founded the yeshiva. He brought in his nephew, Reb Shimon Shkup, who was a Rebbe in the yeshiva for close to 20 years. His son-in-law, Reblazer Gordon's son-in-law, Reb Yosef Bloch, who was one of the, Reblazer tells her, one of the G'dayli Adar, then Reb Chaim Rabinowitz, Reb Chaim tells her, um, that's a first ballot. You don't have, it's rare to have a lineup like that, to have a, a yeshiva like that. It was tells in its glory. They thought they were taking over Valajan. That goes in, no question, in my eyes, as a Hall of Fame. Then you get to later incarceration, reincarcerations of the Tells Yeshiva. Tells Cleveland, eh. It had some good times. I don't know if Hall of Fame, though. You know, you need to be a certain level. Well, start... oh, 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 I mean, talking about American yeshivas, 
I mean, how is Tulsa Cleveland not an American Yeshiva Hall of Famer? I mean, that when you start the conversation, you start with Lakewood. Uh, I mean, you don't get too much farther before you get to Tells. I mean, you're talking about Ruth Gifter here. True. Ruth Gifter. They had Rav Chaim Stein. They had in the beginning. They had Ramatul Katz and Rav Mayer Blach. Tells in Cleveland definitely had a strong history. You know, strong history, top notch, and Hall of Fame, maybe. Hall of Fame in America. Maybe we have, could have different, uh, different levels. Hall of Fame of all time and Hall of Fame in America. But if you want to start getting to every single branch of Tells, Tells Chicago, not a chance. Uh, a good yeshiva doesn't make it a Hall of Fame yeshiva. Um, all right. Let me ask you something else. Um, I, I mentioned once that uh, Sima Shas, well, over a year ago, I happened to be in the building for that. I was in the building for a lot of different seums and weddings and uh, asifas, all kinds of things. Uh, once we're here, I figured I'd ask you is there anything that you happen to have been in the building for in Jewish history? Um, in the building. No, not uh, a historic moment. I think the 13 years I spent in the Mir Yeshiva building were part of history, the people I knew there. Um, I'm going to look back at, at later on in life and probably point to things that I was in the building at some historical moment. I think when I spent the Siam Hashas in Lublin last year, it was historic where everyone else was in these huge stadiums. I was in the place where it all began with the group. That was, uh, that was pretty historic. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, I've read more about people who are in the building than I've been in the building myself, to be honest. Oh, I'm not you, so you, much there at the moment. Yeah, you, you do the tours, right? You give tours in Israel? Yeah, in Israel, so, in Europe, during normal I, times. So are you into like the... The older cemeteries, the ones, uh, or do you like the you know the newer ones? I mean, there's something to be said for each of them. I'm just curious, as someone who gives tours, uh, which one of the cemeteries do you like? So, so the first thing is that I like all cemeteries, which already sounds a little strange. Uh, it's a strange thing to say, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't like cemeteries, all right? You know, some people have different hobbies. But, uh, okay, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> to each to their own. Um, so I, I, I like Jewish cemeteries. And it, the more, the, the, there's, a, there's something to say about the more modern ones in several respects, especially in Israel. The ancient ones, it's hard to know if there's anyone actually there. And especially if it's the people who they say they're there are there. You know, they always say, oh, come on, you think uh, this uh, Tana is really there? And and they'll bring out all these old articles of people proving that no one's really, that's not really there, it's not the location, it's not correct, and it's all made up. When you're talking about a modern Jewish history cemetery, modern-day tzaddikim, you know you're davening at a place where he's really there. You know that he's, that the story you're telling over is about someone who's really there, and that authenticity is, is, is unmatched. Another thing I like about the modern Batek uh, Faris uh, is that the Matsevis, you can actually read them. You can see what's going on there. It's more relatable. It's more recent in history. I definitely prefer the more uh, recent ones. The, the ancient ones have a certain mystique to them and a certain distance and aura. But uh, I don't know. I'm down. I'm much more down with the uh, the modern Jewish history. 
uh, I just got one more question, which is, do you monitor the ratings of your show? Well, yeah, and uh, we're doing very well. We're one of okay. the best, most listened to uh, religious uh, from podcasts out there, and we're gaining in popularity. People like it, and I hope they continue to do so. Okay, so when you see how much my appearance helps your ratings, I assume you'll have me back at some point soon. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely will. We're going to have better ratings because you came on, and we'll love to have you again. And thank you very much for joining us. And um, and Freilich and Purim to all our listeners. This is Yehuda Geber with Jewish History Soundbites. You can reach me at Yehuda at YehudaGeber.com for questions, comments, sources, tours, trips, sponsorships, and lectures. Subscribe to Jewish History Soundbites on Podbean or your favorite podcast platform. And of course... You need to follow at Moish Francesa on Twitter, the greatest Jewish entertainment out there today. And, uh, and uh, thank you all. Have a Freilich and Parham, and I hope you enjoyed.